Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. So I've got something special to share with you, Ned, this morning. A uh, little snippet from the enemy, um, Ben Roethlisberger, on his thoughts on facing the Chiefs on Sunday. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I mean, we're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one, te- the number one team that I know they're not the number one seed, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years. Arguably the best team in football. We don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have fun. We don't have a chance. I don't care what sport you play. I don't care if you're the third string backup. I don't care if you're the starting quarterback. If that is your attitude, I can't. You go to you play to win the game, right? Mike, have you ever heard of reverse psychology? I I I, I you guess. You don't know but... what you're talking about. It's reverse psychology. Roethlisberger is going out to win the game. So are the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, they're a vast underdog, but this is a nice little way of softening up the Chiefs, saying we don't have a chance to win or anything like that. They did get beat 36-10. to 10. No, they aren't in the ballpark with Kansas City, but it's pro football, and you never can tell what will happen. I, I think the guy is hilarious. He doesn't mean that in one single breath. It is reverse. He is trying to alter the thinking. not going to work because Kansas City will win, but by the same token... <laughs> Well, the fact of the matter is, he said it right there. They're the best team. They may not be seeded the best, but they are the best team in the NFL. But why not go out, have a little fun, play a little football, and see what happens? But he's softening up the enemy. Don't think for one second that he's not going out to win the game. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Guys got back out on the field yesterday for practice, and then after practice, of course, like they always do, they have the press conference. What did Andy Reid say yesterday? They're healthy. They're in pretty good shape. They're as close to 100% as you could possibly be at this time of the year, considering all the hits that you take. Heck, they played... 17 regular season games, tough games, uh, plus a couple of exhibitions. This is an awfully long season. I'm not sure I'm in favor of the 17 games, but over and above that, it's here. May even go higher in, in the next few years. But the fact of the matter remains that Roethlisberger is absolutely right. This is the best team in the NFL right now. They may not win everything, but they're the best team. Hey, throw the chips out there, see what happens. Looking at the schedules now that the regular season is over, look back on the 17 or I guess 18 weeks if you count the bye I personally and I know I'm biased but I think the Chiefs had the toughest schedule hands down in the regular season well there are arguments it is pro football their first part of the season was tough second part of the season not so much so and you might note that they won most of those games if not all of them other than the uh, the contest in which they faltered against the Cincinnati Bengals, but Cincinnati's pretty good, which is, I think, exemplary of the whole point that any team can knock off anybody else. Not going to happen in the first round because Pittsburgh is significantly weaker, but over and above all that, Kansas City is just a very good football team. Trying to count here, seven, eight, what do they play, nine different teams that are going to the playoffs. So you tell me right now, that's a tough schedule. But you're right, it is football. That stuff is decided on the field for that uh, period of time. And there are also 14 teams in the playoffs, too, Mike. You're going to play some of the teams in the playoffs. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, it's a tough schedule, man. It was a tough schedule, and I'm proud of my guys, and I'm glad they're there. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow's Red Friday, so you better have red on, Ned, when they come in. You got a, a salmon kind of magenta thing going on today. I want to see red, red, red tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so we had some uh, area college football teams uh, 
pretty did pretty good this uh, this time around in the final ratings, don't you think? Well, the ratings are put together by the folks at Gannett. These are the football pundits across the country, and they did some ratings of football teams. Of course, you're going to have Georgia as the number one team. But then again, as far as the area teams are concerned, well, you had Missouri, which was way down in the pack. They're given grades, A, B, C, and D. And Missouri got a, a, a C, C-plus, for what they had done, especially, well, they got it a bowl game, for one thing. Arkansas got a, a B-minus out of their grading, and that's because they did get off to something of a slow start. But over and above the same uh, circumstance, they are pretty good football team and a program that's getting a whole lot better and did win their postseason football game. So there are a lot of things. Missouri a C, Arkansas get an A minus is what they got. It's pretty good grade. Kansas, here's KU, which is having a you know a, not a football program at all. Got a C plus because they came on with some very big wins toward the end of the year. So they are getting a little bit better, but over and above all that these are the media's judgment of football programs, and uh, there's a long way to go before the next season. And it's always, there's a little bit of subjectiveness. Well, not a little bit. It's <laughs> everything. Uh, yesterday, uh, a player who I thought did a really good job helping out the Cardinals last season uh, announced he's finally hanging up, and it's kind of sad to see him go, but uh, he had definitely had a pretty storied career well, in baseball. He was 38 years old, yeah. and John Lester did decide he's going to hang it up. He was 4-1 and one with the Cardinals, and he did help them down the stretch, and that was pretty doggone good. Lester, however, realizes that he doesn't have quite the quite the implements that he had when he was a younger pitcher. Heck, the guys pitched for a couple of World Series, back three World Series teams, Boston Red Sox twice, and that's pretty doggone good. Lester had a lot going for him. He was with the world champion Chicago Cubs back in 2016, still at the peak of his career. And when he was pitching, this big lefty could throw pretty doggone well. Not overpowering, but just a good, crafty pitcher who had a lot of skills and a lot of ability. But 38, hey, time to hang it up. He's free agent, probably not going to get a whole lot of deals. Can't get any right now because they're shut down. But over and above all that, hey, time to pursue something else. He always reminded me of the uh, older pitcher in Major League where they're like, where he's always making like spit on it, sweat on it, anything I can do to get that ball to do it. I always kind of thought he was kind of like that guy <laughs> on the team, which uh, always it kind of makes me sad to see him go. <laughs> anyway, so tell me, did the Bears play like Bears last night? They did. They got the win over. A, a, a good, I liked him, a good Southern Illinois basketball team, 81-76 to in what was a very highly competitive basketball game. Again, the Bears rode the shooting of Isaiah Mosley at 43 points last weekend. He had 33 last night against Southern Illinois to lead all scorers in the ballgame, and that really, his scoring made the difference. When you take a look at the statistics in this game, they're, they're pretty even. Both teams shot very well. In fact, interestingly enough, while the Bears do a lot of three-point shooting, Southern Illinois had better ratio, 14 of 29 from three-point range. That's 42 points that they got from three-point. And uh, were, unfortunately for them, for Southern Illinois, not dominant in the paint. And that's where you have to really score the bulk of your points when you throw it in the post. And the Bears were overwhelmingly powerful there. The Bears are a big team. They're not huge. But they're very big and physical, and they can shoot, and did so last night. Made a big difference, and the Bears do get a very big win for them over a Southern Illinois team. Couldn't afford another home loss, already have one to Northern Iowa. So they have to compensate for that somewhere along the line. 
These, of course, we're very early in the season, and a lot can happen. But that's a nice win for Missouri State. Absolutely is. Um, and uh, but you don't want to lose those games, especially early on, because you just they're going to pay for them on down the road. So it was good. Um, and uh, saw some D, which is good to see too. Finally, but hopefully they can keep that consistent, right? Hope so. That's what it's all about: consistency. Speaking of which, uh, you could probably say the opposite about the Mizzou Tigers and their season this year about being consistent. Uh, they a tough game against Razorbacks, didn't they? UGH. It was not yeah. pretty at all. It got out of hand right from the opening tip-off. Missouri was never in it. And unfortunately for Conzo Martin, he has a very young team. He, they're playing a lot of freshmen, a couple of them from here in Springfield. Uh, Brazil and uh, the young man from the other kid from Kickapoo, who is uh, a very good player and going to be a, a nice ball player as well. But over and above all of that, uh, Missouri's youth is really costing them, and they're not a real good offensive team. At 92 points against Alabama over the weekend, and how in the world that happened, I don't know. But Brookshire and Brazil are playing a lot of basketball, getting a lot of experience, and Missouri only had 43 points last night against Arkansas, then at Fayetteville. 87-43, Arkansas ran them out of the ballpark right from the very start. The good point if you can find a silver lining in a game like that, is that these young kids are getting a lot of playing time and a lot of experience. But the Tigers are getting it handed to them huge because they are not a good offensive team and they're not real good, not a consistent basketball team. But the long way to go, they're probably not going to be a playoff team this year, but over and above that, experience makes the difference, and I hope the folks up in Columbia stay with Conzo. Yeah, and that's the thing I was going to say is you're absolutely right. Very, very young team, but when teams like this start out together, you could possibly see them do great things on down the road if the alumni doesn't come back and blow it all up and say, Conzo, you're done, because that's going to screw everything up. But uh, hopefully they can stick with them for at least one more year and see if they can get some development out of these young kids. It's really the only thing you can do at this point. Last but not least, Tournament of Champions this weekend. Hopefully the uh, snow holds off so we can get out and see some games, right? <laughs> it all begins this afternoon over at the JQH Arena. First game has New Madrid County Central from down in the Missouri Boot Heel against Whitney Young from Chicago. Whitney Young is one of, uh, in, the, uh, in the state of Illinois, all the teams play together. And Whitney Young, which is a public high school in Chicago, is perennially one of the top state championship contenders. They are very, very good. And they go back a long way, have a great history. Then the Parkview Vikings from here in Springfield take on the team from Chatsworth, California, Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon has, (laughs) looking at the media, the only player who's out there on the court. LeBron James Jr., Ronnie James. Uh, The amount of amount of publicity being given to this young man is overwhelming. Anyway, that's who Parkview plays, Sierra Canyon. Game is it deserving, three, though? We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Game three uh, features Nixa from down in Christian County against the perennial Georgia State champion Milton High School from Atlanta. And then the evening concludes with the recent addition to the field, Springfield Catholic. They're in replacing a team from the state of Washington, uh, Rainier Beach, which could not make it to the tournament. Uh, Catholic is going to play Paul VI from Virginia, and Paul VI is annually one of the great teams in America, and they are this year nationally ranked. So it'll be a a nice little challenge. It's all starting today at the JQH Arena, continues tomorrow, 
And then the championship rounds are Saturday. Uh, you think LeBron's going to make a stop over here watch that game? If, he, if he's going to, it would be tonight or yeah. tomorrow night because he's off with the Lakers. That's and exactly the next what game I just... is going to be played in Denver on Saturday. So we'll, we'll say, uh, who, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? I'm sure I'm sure his kids played all over the place and because the seasons are on the same, they miss a lot. But at the same time, I look, just looked that up and you're right. They just played Sacramento and they're off till Saturday. So it is possible. Who knows? That's his own plane. Well, Ned, we got plenty of stuff to talk about tomorrow. Get some rest. It's going to be one hell of a weekend, sir.